What is up? We are live from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to episode 21 of Axe Kick Picks. As always, I'm your host, Dylan, and I am joined by the legend, the man with the fantastic mustache, the bull, Anthony Torres. How the hell are you doing, and how do you like Tennessee? Feeling great. Tennessee's fucking awesome. People here nice. Venue's nice. Broadway's just as expected. You know, can't wait to have some more of that bar. Yeah. Great. The atmosphere. Everyone's so well. But Anthony, let's get right into it. We have a loaded show for you guys today. We'll do a little recap about weekends ago. We got a ton of plays for UFC Orlando and some announcements towards the end of the show. But Ant, you weren't here last the pod, but I, I just want to get your thoughts on two weekends ago. We had the new main event, uh, Ian Kutalabe versus Kennedy and Jaku. He ultimately he got the job done. Just if you remember any, just what were your thoughts on the new main event? Yeah, the new main event, it, it was it was all right. It was interesting. Very, very lackluster. We did, we did expect, you know, Derek Lewis versus uh, Sergey Spivak. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been a fucking banger. Yeah. But I mean, it, it wasn't, I wasn't surprised. I mean, but if second round knockout of Njuku, I mean, we kind of expected it, you know. Yeah. Ayan Kutalab was that, that baller type of style, and I feel like he's had a couple losses, and it's his style is not working for him anymore. He need he needs to do something else. He can't just stand there and try to bang and knock these dudes out because these dudes are coming for him. And we saw that what happens when he tries to do that now. So um yeah. Kenny and Jukawu, uh my overall record last two weekends, four and one, man. It, yeah. it, it was a good weekend. Uh I mean, I wish it was five and one, you know. Mm-hmm. I, mean, it was, I mean she was six and oh, honestly, to be honest with you. But um, who could have predicted that the Chase Sherman Baldo Costa was gonna go the distance? Like, yeah, we we uh, someone was gonna get finished. It, it was it was like written in the stars, and and the stars were like you know Bruce Almighty, they just wiped them away. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. So, um, yeah, I mean overall good 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 weekend for us. Like I said, for for myself, four and one. Uh, would you go, bro? Yeah, I went one and two, but I was up a unit. I hit the parlay, uh, so we get there. So overall, we were five and three, but we were up units. Profitable day for the brand, but yeah, the main event, Kutalabe, I mean, I, I think he landed some big shots early. He actually took him down twice, controlled most of the first round. I was almost there with my over one and a half rounds. It looked good, but second round started like a street fight. Both fighters swinging for the fences. Big knee from Kenny and Jaku, though. So he landed it perfectly. Another timing knee. I mean, that, that, man, that future's bright for the kids. So Good fight in the main event. I think we did get robbed of a main main event heavyweight bout. But yeah, the co-main event, Waldo Costa and Chase Sherman. Another one I got wrong, but what a fight. Waldo stays undefeated, but Sherman put up a tough fight, man. What do you think of Sherman's granite chin? I mean, Sherman, yeah. The dude was taking bombs to the face, bro. It's, it's crazy. Like I said, Waldo Costa, uh, Cortez, uh, Cortez Costa, excuse me. Dude, former baseball player, MLB. Yeah. Dude, he got kicked out of MLB for fighting. Like fitting that he comes out and gets a decision win, you know. Yeah. Um, I guess the guy found a home, a good profession. I mean, Chase yeah. Sherman's no joke. Um, he does have some KO losses, and his chin has been tested a lot, and we've seen it fail on him. And, mm-hmm. But hey, to, to get a vanilla gorilla Chase Sherman and, and win, bro, and in a, in a decision, yeah, he was gassed. Yeah. Both fighters were gassed. That's he said. Maybe of course work on the cardio weights are never fucking working on worried about cardio they're trying to go and get in there get the fuck out make a pocket full of cash you know and leave (laughs) and and go have a nice feast or as Derek lewis say just you know get on top of his wife like he said that one yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's a legend we were robbed of another uh post mike interview as well 
Um, but no, I, I think Cortez had a good fight, good game plan. He still needs to work on defending those leg kicks. And Sherman, he did make some nice contact in. He even took him down uh, late in round one. Waldo was stringing together some huge combos, but I'm at, I think Sherman made the mistake of never going back to those leg kicks. I thought he hurt him early in the fight, and Acosta was just really landing some shots and firing his you know, continued. So the guy has a steel chin, Chase Sherman. Uh, great win by Waldo Costa Cortez. Uh, Cortez Acosta, excuse me, ultimately gets the unanimous decision, but. You know, one fight we both had, right? Jack Della Maddalena. Anthony, I think we both nailed this one via KO, TKO. His power is something else. Perth has one. I'm glad he he called his shot to go to the Perth card at home. What did you make of Jack Della Maddalena's fight? Hey, man, you, you put me on. I take it straight bets. Don't never parlay him because if he took this straight yeah. bet, I had Jack Della Maddalena inside the distance, minus 250. And from KO, minus 175, you just take straight bets, bro. That's two bangers. That's yeah. profit right there, my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, dude is a fucking stud. But three minutes, 24 seconds into round number one, my dude gets the KO. Uh, Danny Roberts, I mean – Dude, his chin, another his chin is failing. He's no slouch either, I don't no, think. He is no slouch by any means. The dude is 18 and 7 in his yeah. pro career. So the dude has multiple wins. And it's just, dude, Jack Dalmelli. So something about those uh, those Perth guys, they're, they're. They could all fight. They could all fight. I don't want no. any of the smoke with that shit. And they're just, they seem like just really easy people to root for. They're good yeah. people. And what I was really impressed by the way he enters the speed. He's just, he kept packing Danny Roberts up and that, you know, that's just not where you want to be fighting against, against a guy like uh, Jack that amount Atlanta, you know, he mixed up his body shots, uh, body shots with the coming up top, you know, and you know, that's, that's 13 in a row, 11 of them by KO, you know, Perth here, he comes I'm glad, like I said, he called the fight to get home. I wonder who Sean and uh, Dana will pair him up with any idea. Do you think of who he might be paired up with? I that card's going to be stacked. I know. Yeah, there's. In the welterweight division, bro, that yeah. there's a lot of people, fighters in that fucking division, and he could be paired up with anyone. Um, mm -hmm. As far as top fifteen, I don't think yet. Oh no, he, no. you don't think so? M no, okay. maybe, maybe top twenty for sure. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what Danny Roberts is ranked. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's ranked that. No, no, he's not. Um, but like I said, crack that top twenty, maybe uh, like a sixteen, whoever sixteenth ranked. Let's go. Let's. Yeah, dig deep into yeah, it because I, I, you know, it's really, really interesting the way he's coming about, just the way he's finishing people too. You know, he's he's precise, he's patient. And I'm just a really big fan of not just him, all the fighters coming out of Perth. Yeah, because man, the the only the only guy in the top fifteen that I see him getting. I mean, there's two guys I see here because I don't see him going Danny Rodriguez. I don't think Danny no. Rodriguez wants that, that fight. No. Um, it's crazy. And this is the long shot. Michael Chiesa. 13, 13th ranked. And then you have I like him that. 14th ranked Michelle Pereira. Because above that, I don't see him fighting Neil Magny. No. No Masvidal. Navshav Kabrachmanov. No mm. Those are killers. Yeah. And now, now we're cracking into the top 10. I don't think top 10 is there for him yet. But soon. Like, he has top 10 potential. One more fight. What? One more fight and he gets to the top 15, you think? Yeah, one more fight gets to top 15, and if it's very impressive and he continues this this ring, he gets the top 10 immediately. I agree. And, you know, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, that was the second of my two-leg parlay that I cashed at plus 159. The other one was the first fight of the night between my girl Natalia Silva versus uh, Beldi. 
uh, butchered that Beldy or whatever. Uh, but S Silva did make the mistake in the first round. She tried to wrestle. You know, she got a little too overzealous, but you you can't wrestle a girl like that. I thought a good job escaping the submission in the first round. But Natalia Silva, she's just a for hands, and I don't I don't know why she was just getting in the clinch in the second round, but. You know, in the third round, she caught her with that spinning back kick. KO, that shit was vicious. Uh, she got a bonus, uh, rightfully so. But what'd you think of the first knockout of the night? She didn't even get that fully extended. It was, no. It was like, it, what it was, it was like similar to that Uriah Hall. Mm. You know, when he came, yeah. he had that spinning heel kick. And he didn't like fully extend it. The knee was still bent. Yeah. Bro, holy shit. I mean, that's, that's some torque on that. And the, what the crazy was that Teresa was the, Belda was doing for the, went for the level change. Yeah. And, and as like, soon as she did it. That kick was to the liver. That was a liver kick. And yeah. It no, it landed to the face. Yeah. yeah. It was a face kick. But um, are, are we done with here? Are you done with the the, the this fight now? Because I have two shoutouts. Oh, uh, real quick. I just thought it was an epic highlight for her career. She's now finished five of her last seven opponents. So can't wait to see what's next for Natalia Silva. Yes, your two shoutouts. Yes, yeah, shoutouts to Ricky Tercios. Mm. Decision money line. I had him on money line minus one fifty five. Yep. Man, those tough those tough twenty nine guys are. The tough, you know, 29 guys are great. Mm -hmm. uh, another one, Brady Heastan. I took him money line, yep. minus 165. Both of those fighters got the decision win. Both fighters, tough finale, finalists. Dude, fucking. I think Ricky Tercio got it done within the last two minutes of that fight. He got it done with the last two minutes, but uh, Heastan, on the other hand, dominated. I he did. The first, two the first two rounds, dominated. he. Yeah, he was. And I was scared, but he pulled it out of his ass. Split decision. So good job there. And yeah. Shout out to him coming off of that. Like I said, he had a bad knee injury. Mm -hmm. He was coming off of big knee injuries. to coming out very like 100%. And Kevin, not, I think, dropped him at least twice. Yeah. So good job, turnaround, comeback win for Ricky Tercios. Great job there. Brady Handstand wins. He was the minus 170 against uh, Frederic Garcia, unanimous decision. But like I said, performance of the night, Natalia Silva, another bonus. That's 50,000. I'll take 50,000 uh, performance in the night. Jack Della Madalena, another 50,000. He keeps checking in performance of the night. Uh, Muslim Sakhailov. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that right. And then the performance of the night, Kenny Jaku got the second round knockout, but yeah. Muslim Sakhailov. Sakhailov. Did I get that right? Okay. It was like eight out of 10. I almost got it, but uh, all right, Anthony, before we get to our uh, UFC card, let me tell you guys about Viva Tequila Seltzer. Viva Tequila Seltzer is the most refreshing hard seltzer on the market, hands down. No, no Viva on us. We're trying to get it into Tennessee. It will be here soon, I have hope. Uh, but it is no wonder why Viva was voted one hard in the world by San Francisco World Competition. With only 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, and 4.5 ABV, Viva is the perfect drink for your post-game celebrations as it was created with that active lifestyle in mind. We flavor our tequila seltzer because flavor is the spice of life, and we like our drinks with just a kick, just like how we like our lives. Whether it's Huckleberry playing around a golf with the boys or an elderberry after a Saturday morning workout, our flavors pair perfectly with that artisanal Blanco tequila for that subtle but refreshing drinks. Our belief here at Axe Kick Picks and at Viva is to live long, live well, live it up. All right, Anthony, we got a very juicy stack card. They're putting this all together for the V Foundation. Great initiative and in what they're trying to do, fighting cancer, beating it. So beautiful that they're doing that. Anthony, take it away. UFC Orlando going down tomorrow night for what should be a fantastic fight night. Stack. Top to bottom stack. Yep. Uh, I wish... 
I touched the whole card, but <laughs> because there's killers up and down, names everywhere, up and down this card. We have UFC Fight Night 214 in Orlando. I'm going to get started with a featherweight bout between Marcelo Rojo, plus 138, versus Francis Marshall, minus 155. Rojo contested on a tough Latin America season three. He's looking to get his first win in the UFC after being finished in two of his last fight in his last two fights. Standing across from him is Francis Marshall, mm-hmm. Rick Township, New Jersey. Hey. He's making his UFC debut, his previous bout being a unanimous decision win on Dana White's contained. Uh, he is six and zero in his pro career with four finishes. Guess what, bro? All via huh. rear naked choke. Wow! Wow! He just submitting guys. Um, <laughs> Love it. I can't go against the Jersey guy. Marcelo Rojo is zero and two in the UFC. Like I said, been finished twice. I'm um, not looking good. I would. I mean, as much as I don't want to kick a guy when he's down, and you know, I want to see a guy get back on his shield. I'm going to take Francis Marshall money line minus one fifty five. And you, I'll even lean on the, the inside the distance because mm. he's finishing at plus one forty. If you guys want the play yeah, odds. I was just going to ask you about that because it is a little chalky, but maybe it's a piece of a, uh, your parlay. Yeah, it, it, it'll it'll be a piece of my parlay. Um, on on our on our board, I believe I have him just straight money line. It's more of a lean. I think Marcelo Rojo is going to come out here and try to fight for his career because he's who wants to lose three straight. Yeah, on now especially being two, you know, go, uh, having two KO finishes, you know, being finished twice. It's not looking good for him. So I think he can try to push it, but I my my lean. The reason for my lean is that he might push a little too far and mm. get caught with something. So. Um, I said Francis Marshall, guy's a stud. Mike I like 55. him. I can't go against the Jersey kids. Give me a mile. I'll tell you on that. Good old brick. He better be throwing bricks. You know. <laughs> I love it down the down South Jersey kid. Down South Jersey. Um, that'll bring me to my next fight. We have a featherweight bout between the damaged Darren Elkins plus three eighty versus Jonathan Pierce minus four fifty. Elkins is a pioneer of the sport. Like you, you can't deny the dude. No. Twenty six about seventy seventeen and nine in his UFC career. But he's shaky at times, you know. Yeah. His nickname is the damage because he not only just gives it, he fucking takes it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tattooed on his chest and stitch and in stitch font. So don't get that one. Uh tends to pull out uh with decision wins a lot. That's his style. He likes to grind them out and stand and bang at times. But I think if he tries to stand and bang, it favors Pierce a lot. He's four and one in the UFC with three finishes. He's a younger, quicker fighter. I'm going to just keep it simple here. Give me Pierce inside the distance, minus mm. 115. I believe it's a pick when I checked earlier, maybe like 115. Um, straight up or? Straight up. Minus, Jonathan Pierce is a minus 520 favorite. My, how about inside the distance? Inside the distance. Let me get to it. Jonathan yeah. Pierce, right? I you, think for him not to go inside the distance and him for inside the distance, it's like a pick It's like 15, 115. So Pierce, uh, in, Pierce inside the distance, minus 110, minus 115, minus 120 is around. So. Yeah, so. And, it's and a little favorite, just a little. A little favorite. And I think uh, Darren Elkins as well. He's, he's inside also, the distance? It's a minus odds as well, correct? Not inside the oh, distance, not. yeah, and not Elkins inside the distance minus fourteen hundred. Yeah, so, oh wow! So yeah, he's big, 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 big underdog. So like yeah. I said, uh, Jonathan Pierce, keep it simple. Inside the distance minus one fifteen. You know, take love these, it. Take these straight. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't parlay them any of these right now. We got a lot going on. Uh, and if you guys are fucking hardcore MMA fans like we are, I, I would, I would dip your toes in anything. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe uh, with these the fights that we're not mentioning. A lot of big favorites, though, on the card. It's a very interesting card, but as I was looking towards it, minus 340, minus 200. Even in the main event, there are a lot of, like, big favorites. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, I would 
this is the car. I feel like this is a car that you see how it goes and you could do live betting as far as, you know, yeah, that's betting. smart. If there's a bunch of decisions, mm-hmm. Hey, be prepared for, for fucking Kayla inside, you know, Kayla's coming soon. So you might, the next, that next fight, you know, might yeah. want to play a little shaky, see how, what's going on. Um, Next fight. Do you have anything of the Michael Johnson, Mark DeCate? No, I no. was leaning Michael Johnson, but I couldn't get around to him. Yeah, man, it, it's a tough one. I think Michael Johnson, if we're going to a little touch on that for a bit, I think Michael Johnson can get the job done, but I think it, it, either way, either guy can get the job done. It's too much of a risk to put any yeah. money on. I'm not too confident in it. I fucking stay away from that. Yeah, not, me I'm, too. I'm not, I'm not going to touch that, but the next fight I do have. Is a lightweight bout between Clay the Carpenter Guida plus 140 versus Scott Holtzman minus 165. Honestly, I can't believe Clay Guida's still fucking fighting. He's 40 years old. The guy's been 40 years old. The guy's been yeah. in fucking wars. He's a legend of the sport. He never found Clay Guida out, but I think he's on his way out, honestly. Like I said, he's 40 years old. Scott Holtzman, on the other hand, feels just getting started. He did get finished in his last two fights. They were both KOs, but I believe in this, <clears throat> excuse me. I think believe this is his turnaround fight. I believe he will get the job done. I will lean Holtzman money line at minus one sixty five. But I think my official play is because, like I said, we can't sleep on Clay Guida either, and he's known to either drag them out or finish him. And with Scott Holtzman, he's going to have to finish him. I don't think he's going to be able to drag Scott Scott Holtzman out. Uh, give me the inside the distance at plus one thirty on the fight. Clay Guida versus Scott Holtzman inside the distance plus one thirty. The Carpenter is back in the octagon. He's trying to defeat Father Time. You know, he's a small dog. Like Anthony said, you know what he's going to do. He's going to try to shoot, try to wrestle. Try to... He'll bring, I think he'll definitely have the cardio. He's been more active. He's been back and forth, North Carolina to Phoenix. And I just think there's more question marks on him than Guida. We know what Guida's done. He's been in the, he's been fighting the elite of the elite. So I, I tend to go with the guy with more experience. Give me the dog. I'll take Clay Guida straight up. It's 154. Give me the carpenter, baby. Carpenter, eh? Yes, sir. I like it. I like it. Clay Guida. We should mention Amanda Ribas fight and Trace T. Cortez was called off. Yes. Yeah, we, we were. I was to play on it. Mm-hmm. I thank God I did I took that. I took this. Uh, the Darren, Darren Elkins fight instead. Yeah, I think it was because um, it was – it was Tracy Cortez. She pulled out of a fight due to a medical issue. We don't really know. Tracy Cortez is withdrawn from a medical issue. So, yeah, that that was going to be an exciting fight. I was leaning towards Amanda Ribas anyway. Didn't didn't, didn't uh, love the hype around Tracy Cortez. But, uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt your flow. I just thought we should no, mention I, that. I, I wish her a speedy recovery as well. Yeah, um, hopefully it's nothing serious either. It sucks, especially the you know, day before fight. You pull, pull out a fight and cancel a fight. I mean, we happened last two weeks ago with Derek Lewis. It happened hours before the fight, so um, it, it, it sucks. You know, it deprives us of, of some good fights because I think that was a good potential matchup, for, especially in that division. Um, yeah. But um, I was like you said, I, I agree with you. I was uh, leaning um, in the rebus anyway. Uh, that'll take me. Uh, you know, no Angela Hill fight. Um, I, I'm not Angela Hill versus Emily. No, you're not touching that. No, I, I want. I was leaning Emily though. If I was gonna do it, I think. I think she is the betting favorite for yeah. a reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I would probably lean that as well. Hey, there's a team ride on the lead. Yeah. The yeah, right? What's going on here, buddy? Uh, that'll take us into the main event of the prelims. We have a freaking welterweight banger between Nico right. Price, minus 140, versus Philip Rowe, plus 120. Both exciting fighters. 
Nico fight Nico, uh, excuse me, Nico Price is fin is a finished machine. He has six of his seven wins in the UFC, all all finishes. But he's been inconsistent lately, going three and three since 2019. His last being the decision over a little over a year ago. He hasn't fought in over a year, so I just don't trust him here. With that, I'm gonna think I'm gonna go with the dog, Philip Rowe. He's two one the UFC with two knockouts. Before that, he had a KO in the Dana White Contender Series. Dude has power. He's been working on his grappling a lot. He had he does have. I'm sorry, he did four losses in grappling competitions. But hey, it shows that he's trying to work on it. He, yeah. And one of those losses was to fucking the goat himself, Gordon Ryan. Yeah. How, how can you overdo that? That if you don't, even if you lose, you take that with it. You get a gain experience from mm -hmm. that. So get like I said, give me Philip Rowe plus one twenty. The dog, my dog. Very interesting fight. Nico is back, like you mentioned. Roe has two stoppage wins in a row. And I think this is definitely a step up in competition against Nico Price. This is his 15th fight in the UFC, Nico Price. First in over a year, though. Uh, one win in his last four. Rose looked good, though, in his last two finishes. But the guys he did it against just didn't really do it for me. I think Nico Price is the better fighter. But what worries me about, about taking Nico Price is... He'll be 10 seconds away from knocking someone out, and then he'll be 10 seconds away from getting knocked out. It's just, it's hard to back someone who's very inconsistent like that. I think Roe is a little more experienced, not experienced, he's a little more consistent, but he doesn't have that experience, and he hasn't fought the guys Nico has. I think Nico is excited. He's had two knee surgeries. I think he's excited to show off a healthier, new, improved fighter. I think this fight goes to distance. I think this is a, a, a coin flip fight. I'm going to go Nico Price, though, straight up, minus 126. Give me a little short favorite. Wow, yeah. Hey, opposing sides on that one. I love I, it. I like it. I mean, yeah, I, this one for me could have gone either way. Um, I, I just do what I take in consideration to hmm. that crazy eye injury, Nico Price, yeah. about three fights ago. That worries me a lot. And and his, his I believe his last couple fights has been knocked out, too. So I, I don't I don't like that. And like I said, Philip Rowe, he hasn't been really knocked out. And he's been working on grappling this uh, tournament so not taking too much damage is nico price you know stay still staying active but not you know fight active but still active nonetheless hey may the best man freaking win on that one that'll take us into the main event the main card we have a middleweight bout between jack the joker hermanson minus 175 versus roman delete same plus 160 this one's a fucking bank um, I believe it's a Derek Brunson. Yeah, Derek Brunson. Uh, Roman Delice is replacing Derek Brunson. Um, unfortunate. I, I'm not sure. What do you? Can you recall what happened to Derek? No, I just think it was an injury where he he Brunson couldn't go forward and mm -hmm. couldn't give uh, Jack Hermanson a hundred percent. So you know you applaud guys, and he did give him at least three weeks to a month, as opposed to you know yeah. backing out last second. Yeah. Um. The lead stays on a three-fight win streak with two KOs. Hermanson coming off a decision win over the action man, Chris Curtis. Hermanson can do it all, though. You know, he, he can submit you. He can take it a distance. His cardio isn't the best, but he can uh, he, he can grind it out when he needs to. Uh, he can also get the knockout. I think this is potential fight of the night. I'm going to take this inside the distance, minus 110. Um, I believe... Like with the steppage in of Roman Delete, say the game plan is still kind of altered. Like he did, you said he did, like you alluded to, he did give him a, a significant amount of time to, you know, accept the fight and train for the fight in Roman. But um, I think it's, he's going to, both guys are going to want to get the fuck out of there as soon as possible. So, like inside the distance, I couldn't pass up on it, minus 110. Inside the distance on who? Just a fight to end inside the distance. Oh, okay. So yeah. the just not to go to the distance. Yeah. Word. All right. At, at plus money. M minus. Minus, at mi minus 110. Okay. So it's good odds. 
for me, I, I think Jack Hermanson, he's a good fighter, dynamic grappler, okay striker, but Anthony, it, it always seems like his opponent either cancels on him or the fight gets pulled or rearranged somehow for whatever reason. Now here comes Roman Delice, short notice, fighting Hermanson, who doesn't like to get bullied, and, and Delice is a guy who just bullies, loves to push the pace, push forward, and I think the, uh, Roman Delice is a live dog here. I like him. Uh, and I, he's a guy that you want to have your eye on moving forward. I, I just don't think Jack likes to get bullied. I think this is a bad matchup for him. He, uh, Roman Delici's powerful. He's a big fucking human being. So give me another dog straight up at plus 165. Give me Roman Delici. Oh, yeah. I, I, I marked it in my notebook here. I have a little see a little star buddy. That's a lean. That's a lean mark. I would have leaned Roman Delici if I did have a win. So same page on that one. Like Good. I, said, I love uh, it. Like I said, but Jack Manson, you know, Dangerous dude, no matter what. One hundred percent. And his, I think Roman actually has the the reach advantage too, about like four and a half inches, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. The Jack Romanson is like a seventy six inch reach advantage. And he just knocked out a guy we're going to talk about very next. So yeah. a very vicious knockout. Um. Yeah. So that'll take me into a heavyweight bout between High Bam Bam. Tui Basa plus 190 versus Sergey Pavlovich minus 225. Both guys are scary, but Pavlovich, whoa. He's 16 and one in his pro career with 12 knockouts. His only loss to Alistair Overeem back in uh, 2018, fight night 141 via KO. Most recent being Derek, his most recent win being Derek Lewis, 55 seconds into the fight. But he's going against Bam Bam, a respectable Anaka artist himself. Even though he's kind of got exposed his last fight, you know, he did fight Cyril Gaon. Cyril Gaon is top-notch yeah. striker. I have faith in Tuivasa to get the job done. Wow. Give me Tai Tuivasa inside the distance, plus 220. Wow. Yeah, bam, bam. Give me a fucking shoey after it, too. <sighs> We we love Ty. I mean, everyone loves Ty. I think he's great. Uh, whenever he's in the octagon, you know, you're just going to see a fucking fight. Uh, are you surprised? I want to ask you a question before I, I give my answer. But are you surprised he's this big of a dog? No, um, because like I said, he, he did kind of get exposed and we saw a lot of weak holes in his game. And Pavlovich can possibly exploit them. But I don't think he can do it to the level of uh, Cyril Gaon. Mm. And the fact that he did a Bam Bam fought Cyril Gaon, I agree. He fucking learned from that shit. If you don't fucking learn from that, what are you fucking? Why are you? Why are you trying to progress and keep winning that title? Yeah. Um. But I, I, I like I said, Sergey can get he, his. Like I said, he goes for the knockout. So both guys go for the knockout. And I feel like if anyone were to get caught more. It would be Sergey. We see Taito Ivasa. His chin is not the issue. Taito Ivasa's problem is his body, his leg kicks. When he gets caught with leg kicks and he gets hit to the body, that's when he starts to fade and everything starts to go. He gets exposed. Sergey's going to go headhunting. And good luck trying to go headhunting with another headhunter. Your head's going to be hunted, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I, that's, my, that's my thought on that. Now, what is your fucking take on this one? I do think Pavlicek is the more technical fighter, to be honest. The the line opened up as a pick'em, and money has steamed up on Pavlicek. He, he's over a two dollar favorite right now, and you know these are two lefties. But Pavlicek, you talked about reach advantage. Pavlicek has a nine inch reach advantage, and he has a really long span. His punches they're super straight, and 
what what the biggest concern about me in this fight and not taking Ty, he's coming off a huge knockout just a few months ago. I, I think he might be turning it around too quickly against a guy who is extremely technical, in my opinion. I think Ty, he's a great fighter, but I think he just likes to go in there and scrap. He cares about his record, but I feel like this taking this fight on such short notice, he got knocked out in September. It's December. I think he needs the money for his family. And, hey, you got to do what you have to do. But I just think at the heavyweight division, turning it around this quickly might not be the best thing for him. I don't know how he's going to get to Sergey. The inch the reach advantage. Uh, Sergey Pavlicek via in that, in, inside the distance at minus 140. I'll also sprinkle a little on Pavlicek via KOTKO at minus 129. Another opposing sides here, my friend. I love it. We're gonna duel on this one. So. We we also missed the fight, your boy. Oh yeah, we forgot. We, we'll mention that right now. We yeah. Have a middleweight bout between your boy Eric Anders. You gotta you gotta put it in front. Thank you. Don't put it in middle. Why why do people do that? Because I understand that the the announcers it they have a script. He goes he goes yeah Eric your boy Anders no but that's incorrect. No, he is your boy. Eric Anders versus Kyle Dawkins. Thank you. Uh, man, but scrappy guy. I like both these guys. That's probably why I stayed away from huh. You know, even um Chris Dawkins, Kyle Dawkins' brother. You know, another guy. Fan, I'm very uh, – like them a lot. So, I stayed away from it. I think Eric Anders, it's a tough one. If you were to pick a side, who would you be leaning more? Who would I be leaning more? Probably – Mm, as much as it sucks having Kyle Dawkins, but I fucking can't. Like that's why I mean, like my heart's too in the mo- like in the way, and I think Eric Anders can get it done as well. So it's it's a little iffy and shaky on both sides for me. Yeah, I would lean Kyle Dawkins a little more technical, but Eric Anders is big fuck. Alabama national championship. Hell yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I know. I, I, that's why I stayed away from it. It's too much for me to decide what's going on. And like I mentioned earlier on in the show, you know, Kyle Dawkins, he's another fighter who's over a $2 favor. He's trying to bounce back. I mentioned it earlier. He got brutally knocked out by Roman Delizia. 15th fight for Eric Anders. You know, he was, he, he did mention earlier coming up into this fight that his career is ending. He wants to spend more time with his family. I don't know how much you lean into that, but I do think the line is right. I think this is a good bounce back, 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 bounce, bounce back. Holy shit, Dylan, speak. I good. I do think this is a good bounce back spot for Dawkins. A bad matchup for Eric Anders. He's he's going to be the slower fighter. He has the power, but I, I don't know if he if that power is going to be that much of a problem for your boy or Kyle Dawkins. To be honest, I I, I don't think er, Eric Anders really's developed into that fighter everyone's really thought you know his body's taken a lot of wear and tear we mentioned he played in the sec played football his whole life now in the ufc 15th fight i i just think he knows his body doesn't really have much left he's talking about retiring as well i think Dawkins is better everywhere you mentioned it i think he's the more technical fighter line is a little too high for me so he'll be another parlay piece but i do probably would take kyle Dawkins straight up in the money line parlay Right now, his odds for Kyle Dawkins, the best odds I see straight up is minus 220. Yeah, so put him in like a little parlay piece with uh, with whoever with whoever you like. I, I mean, I like... Uh, uh, no, never mind. No, I was going to put him with Clay Guida, to be honest, but that's, that's, a, that's a dog. But 
put him with another heavy favorite. I, I like uh, Nico Price if you want to pair him up with him or Sergey Pavlicek if you want to just take him straight up and not um, – In his way, he's matching up. Six to five in the UFC, his last time to be a submission win. Exciting, yet tricky one here, my friends. The fight to go the distance or not to go the distance was a pick him. 105, to minus 105 to minus 125, kind of, you know, kind of in that range. They're both favorited odds is what I would consider a pick him in my eyes. I hate to do it to you guys, but I'm going to do, do this. I like the over one and a half rounds, minus 240. The odds aren't the best, but I think that's what we're going to get here, minus 240 at a flyweight battle. Nicholas, like you said, 3-0 and since returning, making his second stunt in the USC. He's all, he's won them all by decision, so very tricky fight. Matt Schnell does have the BJJ uh, striking, I think, experience. I don't know if he should be this big of an underdog, though. Probably it's not a fight I'm going to get to the window with. I, I just feel like Nicholas, he plays it safe most of the time. And Matt Schnell, we, we saw him with Simo Jaro, probably the fight of the year, almost fight of the year, coming back and beating yeah. Sumo Jari. So he could come back and be able to finish the fight. So that wild card really made it hard for me to play. If I was to play it, I would lean dog with Matt Schnell. There's no way he should be this big of an underdog, but it's a total stay away from me. It should be an interesting fight, though. Yeah. I, I can see that, and I don't, I don't agree with that. Plus eight, 10 for no, that that's ridiculous. That's a little crazy. Um, that'll take us. Can can I really mention? Don't mean to ruin your flow, no, but ahead. UFC you, <laughs> UFC favorites this uh 2022 are running about 68 percent of the year. So taking dogs has not been as profitable as some may say. So you got to tiptoe lightly, I think, but. Favorites have been profitable in 2022. Just wanted to mention that. Yeah, right. Me too, because I've taken all dogs. So. Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, that'll take us into the co-main event of the evening, a welterweight bout between Brian Barbarina, plus 430, versus Rafael Dos Anjos, minus 550. RDA is an absolute legend of, of the sport, over 30 UFC bouts. From 2012 to 2015, he was on a tear. He went 10-1. Since then, it's been a little shaky going six and seven. Most recent being a KO by Rafael Fazeev, 18 seconds into the fifth round. <sighs> Don't really understand how or why RDA is such a big or a high favorite in this one because Brian Barberine is on a three fight win streak. Two of them being, like I mentioned before, legends. Yeah. Matt Brown split decision and Robbie Lowell via KO, the most recent. Yeah. Now, I would lean Brian Barberine a money line. It's too good to pass up. Plus 430. Yeah. What the fuck? Why well, wouldn't those? The younger guy, more active, you know. I would, you know, tease it, lean it, but my official play is inside the distance at plus three thirty, plus one thirty three. I just think this fight's going to end uh, with Brian Barberena victory, um, in a sense. But I think RDA can get it done as well. So I, I'm not going to, you know, lack on slack on RDA because he's a legend of the sport. Brian Barberena said, "Not legends over here," but like I said, inside the distance at plus one thirty three. I'll take that. You know, even fight not to go the di doesn't go the distance. Another prop is at plus one thirty seven too. That's, so that's, that's, that's the I mean. fight. Yeah, that's the fight. Yeah, that, that's what I mean by that. I apologize. No, I, you're fine. It's you're fine. Distance is equivalent to Dude. fight not going the decision because yeah, it's inside the distance. So no, I, I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. Uh, 
former champ, like you mentioned, RDA taking on Brian Barbarino, almost $5 favorite. You're right. It's a little out there. My que another question, do, and you probably answered this in your thing, but you do think it's too high. Oh, yeah. It's way, way too high. Um, more, if, if anything, maybe like a 250 favorite. And then but RDA is the clear favorite, in your opinion. He should be the favorite. Yeah, because the dude's done it at lightweight and welterweight now. Yeah. Um, he he and he shouldn't. He can get finishes at both weight classes. So I, I don't see why. And Barbara, mm -hmm. Barbarino hasn't. No, and that's true. And and but I do think Brian Bar Barbarino. He's durable and a true one seventy. You know, he like you mentioned, he's won three fights in a row. You, it's in my notes as well. I'm glad you mentioned. He's trying to take down another legend. So RDA, he is moving back up to one seventy. I do think RDA will be faster, quicker. I just think he's the better fighter. I, I think he could really shine. He's taken a lot of damage. You mentioned he was brutally knocked out by Rafael Faziz in his last. I intend to have a gap in the third round. That I know RDA is one of my parlay pieces. Sprinkle a little on him via submission as well. Brian Barrano hasn't been submitted since 2010. RDA might want to switch it up this time. You know, he's been taking a lot of damage, a lot of shots. Switch it up, take this fight to the ground. Barber, Brian Barbarano doesn't have the best takedown defense. R RDA has great BJJ. I think RDA isn't going to engage into these brawls that Brian Barbarano has. And he, you know, he has no problem pointing you and, and technically beating you, you know, going the distance. I don't know if it goes the distance, but I, I just think he has too much experience. I think the speed is going to be a problem. So I'm going to take RDA in, in my, one of my parlay pieces and sprinkle a little uh, RDA via submission. Let me get the uh, odds for you right there via submission for uh, RDA by submission is plus 325. So some good odds there. Yeah, but. Going to your point, I have a question. Yeah. With Brian Barbarina being a true 170, would would you think that would deter RDA from trying to maybe from wrestling and grappling, maybe doesn't want to get caught under maybe a guy who's weighing about 190 at, at weight? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I do think it might be a problem. He's too technical. He's too technical, I think. I just think his BJJ is too much. And I think even though he is a true 170, but around fight night, he'll be like 190, almost 200. I still think RDA will be able to take him down. Should be a good fight, though, nonetheless. RDA is built like a brick shit house himself, bro. He is he's no slouch. Bro. No. The dude has, he's he, a legend. He moved to welterweight and his neck went. He had no neck. So I, I don't. Good point. You, you, see, you can see yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, lightweight, my man was, you know, he had the statue. You can see the weight cut, the draw out on him. But the dude went up to freaking welterweight and said, there goes my neck. You're not <laughs> fucking taking my neck. No RNCs for you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no RNCs to you guillotines out of the goddamn question. What are you fucking talking about? Uh, that'll take us into the main event of the evening. You know, group buffer. Um, Wonderboy Thompson plus 145. This is a big fight and a big test for Trailblazer here. You know, Wonderboy's coming off of two unanimous decisions, but he's fucking, fucking creeping the crop, bro. You know, yeah, he every he fought for the title for three times, maybe four times already. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think Wonder Boy's key to success is tactical volume, go the distance, tired, howling out, and either get a decision win or a late KO. 
But now Holland is looking to avenge his last loss against, you know, the whole Hamza BS that happened. That was just. Can, can we agree that was probably the quickest uh, retirement coming out of retirement? He said he was going to retire and then he comes back and they say, oh, we'll give you Stephen. We'll, we'll give you a guy that doesn't really want to wrestle. Stephen Wonderboy. Hey, I'll, I'll take the fight. I'll come back. Because yeah, he, he made money on that oh. Hamza fight. And then he's like, yeah, I can do it. Not do it. I'll make some easy money not getting wrestled. That wrestling shit sucks. Hey, I wrestled most of my life. and it, Oh, that shit sucks when you get beat, especially the way he got beat. Dominated. Yeah. And I don't mean dominated with, like, respect, disrespect. No, because respectfully. Your dominance, yeah. Hamza, just the level of grappling is better than... And I think, I could speak for myself, I don't know about your whole wrestling career, but there's been a fight or two where I, you just, you just outmatched technically in... in, uh, in Especially my weight. I, I was wrestling up in like the 190s, 205 type of area. In high school? In, in high school. Oh, you were a big boy. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> you were a big boy. Hey, hey, hey. It's eighth, eighth grade. What was I weighing? I was wrestling 189, my guys. Wait, eighth grade? Eighth grade? Middle school? Do you know what I was wrestling at middle school? What, 112? No. <laughs> Come, don't disrespect me, 112. No, I was I was wrestling 125 eighth grade, and then freshman and sophomore year I wrestled 135, and then my junior and senior wrestled 145. I went to states my eighth grade year at 189. Come on, wow! <laughs> Why did they change the weight classes too after our high school? They you noticed that too, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Hydrate the whole hydration system, whatever it may be. Well, let's get back to this one. Um, the whole Hamza BS. Common Holland's always looking for the finish. You know, definitely talker. You know, he doesn't want to be in there too long. Warren the boy has only been finished once in his UFC, in yeah. his whole pro career, kickboxing alike, I believe. Uh, so I like the over two and a half rounds at minus one thirty-five. I would lean on I lean on Kevin Holland to get the finish because Stephen, like I said, Stephen, one of the boys. Uh, Wonderboy's key to success is technical volume. And Kevin Holland, I feel like, can make it dirty in that sense and make it a little scrappier than he wants to. So yeah. I like I, that's why I like the over two and a half pounds because I think Steven Wonderboy, Wonderboy can control the distance, the range, and the pace to make, drag it out until later. Because we have a this is a five round fight. So yeah. I think Steve Wonderboy has the ability to drag it out a little bit more so like i said two and a half over two and a half sign me up minus 135 so i know where you lean on this side uh before i give you who i who i'm picking Talk to me. who would you lean to because i know i talked to you earlier in the week and you were leaning one way and not just you me me as well especially in mma you grow to be super fans at to a certain point yeah. and you start betting with your heart instead of your mind who would you lean with if you were to go to the window on a side Kevin Holland. Um, I think Stephen Wonderboy, like I said, he is very technical, but I believe Kevin Holland can make it scrappy. And it's crazy. Kevin Holland took the fight. Like you alluded, he took the fight because he doesn't have to wrestle. Yeah. Watch Kevin Holland go for a takedown. He would take, what Stephen Stephen Wonderboy hasn't been taken down very much. Mm -mm. But watch Kevin Holland try to go for a takedown. Maybe especially later in the round in the fight where it, it may matter. You know, and yeah. try to. I know he doesn't always fight the smartest. He's he's he's, no. he's very goofy. Yeah, and it, it's it's entertaining, but at some point you got to be serious. And if you're getting out struck on the feet, and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's out pointing you, like it's the far like, yeah, you're not going to win that fight. The judges are going to see that all day that he's out pointing you, especially in a 
in a traditional karate or kickboxing type of fight where Steven Wonderboy, it, it, that's what he masters in. He's, uh, he's a karate guy. Yeah. So if you get an out karate guy to out karate you and out point you, you're going to fucking lose. So you better switch that shit and, up. And we, we just discovered he's been arrested before. <laughs> yeah. You bet. Hey, shout out to Steven Wonderboy Thompson. You went skinny dipping, my guy. Congratulations. I, I mean, we don't condone people getting arrested, no. but if you are going to get arrested, go skinny dipping. Yeah, with, with, with the opposite sex or wherever. You oh, of course. Yes. You know, whatever you're as for me with this main event, I know I've been yeah. back and forth. I've been going Kevin Holland, taking Steven Wonderboy Thompson. I think this is going to be a very interesting fight. Holland, like you mentioned, he's coming off that quick submission versus Chemaev. This is Steven's first fight in 2022, though. His last win is coming back in 22, uh, 2020, excuse me, stri striker versus striker. You know, fight opened up at a pick -em. Holland is now the favorite. I see why he's younger. He's taller, he's longer, he's faster, and I do think he has improved, but the experience obviously goes to Wonderboy. He's been in there with the elite of the elite. He's gone against better takedown fighters, and I don't know if Holland will be able to take down Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Wonderboy, for the most part of his career, has done good against strikers. Besides Matt Brown back in the day, and I guess Anthony Pettis when he got knocked out, but before that, he was tagging him. You know, the, the fight was going Wonderboy's way. He just got caught. I, I don't know if there will be a out stage. I think if you're leaning towards Wonderboy, I think he'll get it done via decision. I think both fighters are going to want to strike, stay on their feet. I am leaning Wonderboy, though. I see, like you mentioned, keeping the distance and confusing Holland. I just don't see all this talking, all this antic stuff that he likes to do is going to get to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I don't think his time is done yet. I know he's going to turn 40 this, uh, in 2023, but I think he still has a little in him. Give me the dog, another one. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, plus 155. And I'll even take him, like I said, if I do think he's going to win, I think it's via decision at plus 410. Wow, yeah. I, I wouldn't. That's not a bad play, bro. Like I said, his keeps his success volume. Yeah. And outstrike him, you know, decision or late KO. That that would be if I were to pick Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, beat either of those two decisions. He's either gonna do it, he's gonna win decision, which should be late in the fucking fight. He's gonna get a KO, some some a leg kick that might stop the fight. Yeah, something like that, you know, or that might stop the fight. Um, should be a good one. It's. That should. I believe it's going to be a good one. I, yeah. Like I said earlier, I wish I could touch the whole card. Yeah. I will be tuned in. Oh, absolutely. Fired up into that. Prelims start at 6 o'clock. Main card starts at 9 ESPN. Anthony, good luck. I know we're on opposite sides, but that makes good for business, good for content, and may the best man win. Hopefully, regardless, the brand stays positive as well once again. But a few announcements I want to get to before we get up out of here. Uh, PFL championships went down at Madison Square Garden. You had Chamayev in the building. You had George St. Pierre. You had Aljo. You had Henry Cejudo. You had some legends in there. So uh, I guess we should just start at the main, the main uh, event where, you know, Larissa Pacheco defeated Kayla Harrison, finally her O. And I have to give credit to you, Anthony. You mentioned it. I, I want to say me, you and I talked about a month, maybe it two months ago. And I was like, yo, this girl's legit. And you were like, eh, she's good. But, you know, she hasn't fought the, the 
real level competition. And here she goes fighting a great story on Larissa Pachenko, but she takes her out 48, 47 across wins via via unanimous decision wins the women's lightweight championship. And she brings home a fucking million dollars. So any thoughts on Larissa Pachenko? Hey, congrats, Larissa Pacheco. Um, you beat the quote-unquote go. Quote, quote. Yeah. Not in my eyes. Oh. Never in my eyes. Like but said, why? Because, because this? No. It was even prior to that. Like I said, she's fought meat cans, bro. She's fought no no good competition. Bro, that's like wow. that, that's like us even being in high school wrestling yeah let's just say us high school wrestling and they pick some random kid in the whole school and say have a wrestling match against us i'm dominating exactly bro like you know you and you guess what you stick the kid in some training camp for a couple weeks i'm not disrespecting the fighter she's i was just gonna say i'm not disrespecting the fighter she's fought but i'm just what my point is that she's not there those fighters aren't level like yeah there's levels they're, they're not equivalent to a level or close to the equivalent to level, mm-hmm. what i mean like i said i'm not no disrespect to the fighters that she's she's fought and beaten because it does take work and time and a lot of blood sweat and tears to get to the p just the pfl yeah you know, never mind the ufc and be at the top of the level of pfl to fight for a goal a title but yeah she has those the, there was just levels to that and i knew she was gonna get i knew it. i was i'm not gonna say i was pretty sure no i knew she was gonna get exposed when she fought Decent fighter, and she beat Larissa Pacheco once in the past. Larissa Pacheco went up, and and uh, uh, she learned from her mistakes. She evolved. She went to the level, and she surpassed her level. Yeah. She didn't just match her level; she surpassed. She took home, and I'm not saying she took the title of the quote because she has a lot to prove herself, Larissa Pacheco, yeah. to be considered that. But I'm not considering Kayla Harrison the quote anymore. If, no. if people were to, I'm going to laugh in your face because she got beat with Larissa Pacheco. I'm not putting anything against Larissa Pacheco, but she she not she lost against good competition. Yeah, she lost. She won against bad. She lost against good. What is that? Good. She's just an average mixed martial artist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like you mentioned, they fall time. She got her revenge. And I just think it's a great story for Larissa Pachenko. You know, she 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 came to the UFC after having a good uh, uh, amateur career, went defeated in the UFC going 0-2, and then she works her way back into the uh, PFL. She uh, loses the first fight against Kayla Harrison, but very competitive like, the, like this one, and then she ultimately gets the belt wins a million dollars and is on top. But like you said, still some work to do, but I'm happy for Larissa Pachenko. It's a great story. She's another easy girl to root for. So that was the, that was the main event. Uh, your boy OAM, he knocks out Stevie Ray, his first finish of the season, the Frenchman. What would you think of OAM knocking out Stevie Ray? I'm happy for OAM, bro. Yeah. Time gets a belt around his goddamn waist. How, how do you pronounce oh, Olivier Ubra? Olivier Arbon Mercier. Love, I love that name. Olivier Why? Arbon Mercier, because it's French, bro. It's yeah. Like, if I had a French accent, it'd sound fucking sexy, but yeah. I don't. So <laughs> but I can pronounce Stevie Ray fucking easy. Fucking Stevie Ray. How you know? We saw Stevie Ray lose the first time at Madison Square no, Garden. No, we watched Stevie Ray fucking break Anthony Pettis's bulk. Oh. Take his back. Call him Anthony Pettis. Yeah, so wow. That, that's the last time we saw TV, right? We saw him at the Garden. So, hey, that was the fight to get him to this this title fight. Lightweight championship, but it goes to OAM. Knocks him out in the second round. So, good job there. And I think the fight of the night, I mean, I wasn't there, but a lot of people who were there said this was the fight of the night. Um, Rob Wilkerson 
defeating Omari. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but Ahmedov, thank you very much. But via TKO is a doctor stoppage. He wins the light heavyweight championship. You know, great. Another great story in these PFLs. You know, he lost to Israel Adesanya in his debut. Now he trains out of Factory X. The guy's fucking huge. I don't know how he makes 185, but the striking's good. He looked fantastic all season. I, I don't care if he's in the PFL. He has to be a top five light, lightweight in the world. He has to be. Would you Would you say he is? Light heavyweight? He's knocked out every opponent this season. I could, I could see that. A light heavyweight, especially with the light heavyweight, even in the UFC being the way it is now. I think he goes up there and he can beat most of those guys. Um, Like you alluded to before, he he lost to Israel Adesanya in the UFC, mm-hmm. which I, I think was his last fight in the UFC. Yeah. And then he goes ahead and starts training with Israel Adesanya for a bit. He learns from Oh, him. yeah. He's he he's better right now than Khalil Roundtree, better than Jimmy Crute, Dustin Jacoby. Dominic Reyes looks kind of bad. I don't know about Johnny Walker. When you start getting into the top 10, it starts oh, to get tough. Oh, but no. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's way better than Johnny Walker. So, so he's a he might be a top ten UFC f- fighter on the lightweights. But Ryan Span might be a hard, but I yes. think that ranking's terrible. Whereas both wow. Samir's over Ryan Span. No, Ryan Span needs to be above both. Wow. Span. I think if they fought right now, I think Volkanovski goes to fucking sleep. That's very interesting. Wilkerson has to be a top five, fifteen lightweight in the world. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can see a top five, but. Let's see what his ranking is right now on, on, on Pathology. See if you got that. Yeah, but other than that, overall, it was a great PFL championship going down. You know, how does it sound to have uh, weigh-ins on Thanksgiving? <laughs> that would fucking suck, don't yeah, you think? Right? Like, you're cut weight and you don't get to fucking eat. And no. The fight is tomorrow. <laughs> the fight is tomorrow. You're not going to eat. You're going to no. shit yourself. I ain't fucking shitting myself. No. goddamn mind. Um, let's see. He has a – these usually have the – um. The uh, overall mm. Razor Wilkinson, like the world rank. Let's see. In the world, he is the 33rd current best MMA fighter, light heavyweight fighter in the world. That's disrespectful. Level of disrespect is way too high. My band, Rob Wilkinson, hit my line. We got to hit these motherfuckers up. You got to get a higher rank because they're disrespectful. That's just, yeah. But champion. other than that, your, your boy, Brandon. Uh, Lou Gang, he defeats Bubba Jenkins, uh, Bubba Jenkins via TKO, TKO. He won the featherweight championship. What did you think about that? Hurts. Hurts. You're, I know. I'm a, I'm a Bubba type of guy. Yeah. Bubba's my boy. Um, I do. <laughs> but, you know, hey, Lou Gang, good job. Congratulations. To the, the He's TKO. a stud. Dude, yeah, dude's a fucking stud. You, you can't hang on him. Um, we gonna go. We haven't. There's. What was the other fight that I wanted to talk about? Oh, the fucking uh, Marlon Marais fight. Yeah, he's. What? What's wrong with him? Why does he, he has, keep losing? He has no chin, bro. His <sighs> chin is glass, and it sucks because he can knock you out. <laughs> and, and the 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 sad part was he was winning the fight. He was, and it just. I think he gets overzealous sometimes, and he. It just he gets caught. Yeah, he gets caught. That's and, and it sucks because. The guy had so much magic. Marlon Marais, dude, had so much fucking potential, bro. And he had what five straight KO losses. In now row. six, six, dude. That's it's not. It's good. not good for the mental. Well, I don't think, especially that he he got knocked out and then came back. He got knocked out, retired. Yeah, and then came back, did a whole fight camp. You would think that man, I did something. I took a break. I'm good. 
and we get no. back in it. No, he gets knocked in. It's so fucking demoralizing. It's demoralizing because you were doing everything in that fight to win just to get knocked out and get caught. Got to hurt. Another one that got caught, our boy Jeremy Stevens via submission by an arm triangle in, in round two. So another tough one. Who the fuck is He's that guy? And, and that's why. You fucking lost. Uh, our, our girl, Aspen Ladd. She gets the job done in her first uh in her first fight in the PFL against Julia Budd via split decision, was it? It's never fucking easy for Aspen Lad. Doesn't matter if it's cutting weight in the fight, nothing easy, but I am happy she's back on the winning streak. Aspen Lad gets the split decision, but no, overall, it was great. Uh, can't wait for the next season of PFL World Champions 2023. And, you know, for the UFC, we got big pay-per-view next week. We have another fight night on the 17th, and then we take a month break for the holidays. But we, we're right back in a pay-per-view in Brazil. So going to be a next – uh, yep, bit busy next three weeks for the UFC. But after that, we will go a little on hiatus for a little bit. But, Anthony, great show, great picks. We're about to go out into the town in Nashville. Any last words before we get up out of here, kid? Absolutely nothing. Um, no, I, no, excuse me. No, um, hey. Guys, better watch. Tune into the fucking fights. Tune in, you know, like us, rate, review, subscribe. My mode, man, Dylan talking about that. But hey, hope everyone has a great weekend and, you know, make some fucking money. That's what we're going to do. Like like Anthony said, be sure to rate, re review, subscribe. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we could be improving on. For this Friday edition of Act Cape, behalf of Anthony, Kila, and everyone, I am Dylan. We will see you week with more picks hot takes please follow me at twitter and instagram at axe kick picks if you miss an episode no problem you guys can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher like anthony said please subscribe rate review it really helps the show grow tremendously so be a friend tell a friend everyone have a great weekend good luck on your wagers be safe be well and we'll see you guys down the road peace <laughs>